Hey guys, in today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the differences between major, minor pairs, directional, non-directional pairs, and a little bit on why they move the way they do. Andrew's question was this. So he was updating me. Um, he says real quick. He says uh, he finished finished a, a strategy on a pair. Um, it was good, but is looking to add something else to complement it, right? So he's trading a a, a a trend trading strategy. This was something or a trend following strategy. Excuse me. Um, this is something that we talked about months ago, and now he's looking for something to kind of complement that strategy. So he was looking at. Um, maybe going into pattern trading, maybe on the Aussie Canada or the FTB, follow the bear, um, to smooth out the equity curve a little bit, right? To basically diversify his trading portfolio of strategies. And the question is, I'm wondering if it is possible to do any kind of analysis of pairs to see how well they trend. Is it possible in the Q&A to analyze some other pairs and try to pick a few candidates for future backtesting to trade, um, trade this on to complement the Euro Aussie. Perhaps even look at the Euro Aussie also and find a pair which looks like a better trending pair for trend following. Another thought, just hypothetical, I remember reading somewhere, I think it might have been baby pips, exotic pairs have huge spreads. But according to the article, the reason to trade them would be that when they break out, they really break out. The logic being that the amount of people who trade them is low, so there is no counter trend traders ready to push in the other direction once the breakout slash trend hits structure. What would be your thoughts? And could you have a look at just a few to see if it's possible to see on the charts? So good question. We'll start with kind of the later half. What do you guys think about the thoughts that um, exotic pairs move more freely than major pairs and why? I think, I think we've discussed this in the, I'm not sure if I discussed it with you or that, that other secret trading group that I, that I work with on the side. <laughs> I'm not sure if I discussed it with you or maybe my, uh, one of my buddies, but um, this is something that I actually agree with you on, uh, Andrew, but I want to hear which, if, if you guys have heard anything about that. Um, First and foremost, Andre says they do, but it's damn dangerous. Now, I guess we have to with the qualify what we're talking about exotic. Now, it depends on how exotic are you are you saying exotic. So, are you saying exotic like trading the Mexican peso, or do you consider like the Swiss yen exotic? And so, I think there has to be a, you know, major. My, I mean, those words are all tough because there's no. There's no actual definition for what is a major pair, a minor pair, an exotic pair. When I think of it, when I, when I hear exotic, I, th I think of something other than I think of minor pairs. So I think of anything other than like your majors, your euro dollar, your pound dollar, stuff like that. Um, so when I give my answer, I'm not necessarily talking about like the the, the peso or the the South African. Uh, was it the rand? South African rand? I think it is stuff like that. Um, but. There is truth to that statement, right? So 
your major pairs have a typically have a lower spread than your minor or your exotic pairs because of what? Why do you guys think? Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not talking anything out of your your 20, 28 regular pairs, right? Liquidity, right? There's more liquidity, so you can charge a cheaper price because there's more flow happening in them, right? You can, you know, um, quantity of, of orders make up for it. Your major pairs have less liquidity, less popular. So in order to make your bang for your buck, you got to charge a little bit more. Now, there is truth, and, and this is from experience and, and you know stuff I've read over the years as well, that your, I'm going to say minor pairs, because again, I'm not familiar with your exotic ones. So again, when we talk about like the Rand or the stuff like that or the Peso, I, I don't know. Um, but there is truth that your minor pairs tend to have a, have a, I don't know how to say this, less false signals, less false signals than your major pairs, more smoothness. I, mean, I don't really know the word to describe it than your major pairs, but there's a lot more that's happening with your major pairs, right? There's a lot more. Let's call it. Um, I don't mean to mean. I don't mean this in necessarily a negative way, but manipulation. So, we 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 understand that the big boys run the markets, right? Is that is that? <laughs> I think that should be perfectly clear now, especially with everything that's going on in the world, right? The big boys run the markets, right? Smart money runs the market, right? Our job is not to. I mean, you can think this if you want. Our job is not to defeat smart money. Um, <laughs> our job is to. As a trader, my job is to be aligned with smart money. So my job is to do my best job as a as a chartist, the best job as an analyst to identify where smart money may be interested at um, and try to be involved in that same type of move, right? Yep, try to catch the slip screen, slipstream, right? <laughs> I was just talking to my kid about that the other day. We were playing a racing game. Um, but that's that's my job. So the way smart money moves the market essentially is, and again, I hate the word manipulation because it sounds so dirty. It's not, it's not bad. I mean, it, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's not a negative sense, but the way they move the market is essentially by tricking traders into doing a certain thing so they can do the opposite thing, right? So you'll have an instance where smart money, if smart money wants to buy, right? What might they do? If they want to buy something, what might they do? They might sell it, right? They might sell it to kind of wow the general public into saying, oh, sell, sell, sell. We got to be short. We got to be short. We got to be short, which then in turn provides the liquidity that they, that they need to go long. Does that make sense? You can actually see an example right in front of you on your chart, right? You can see a little selling, a selling rally. And then as soon as people get excited, boom, the other way, right? Now, again, if you want to call that manipulation or not, I, I don't know. I, I, I think of manipulation as something like illegal whenever I hear that term. Um, so I don't think of it in that sense, but that's how it that's how it works. So if smart money is going to bait traders into doing something to help them, do they need to be doing so on pairs that your regular normal traders trade or on exotic pairs that no one trades. They need to do it more on your regular pairs, right? Your most popular pairs, because if you're not a trader, right? 
and even if you're a retail trader, if you're if you're a normal like average Joe who doesn't know anything about the markets, right? And you hear about a move on the euro dollar, you're more likely to trade the euro dollar because it's the most popular pair versus the Aussie New Zealand, which you probably know nothing about, right? So it knows that pairs like the euro dollar have the most, the highest liquidity. Those are the pairs that they want to target as far as, again, manipulating people into doing what they need to be done so that they can do what they need to be done. So because of that, you often get a lot of like tricky moves. Again, in the chart in front of you, you're seeing a rising channel, which you know we know what it outlays, but you, you can see this and many people will think, hey, this means a break to the upside and it goes down and it goes back up and all this funny stuff, right? So you see kind of these funny looking moves, these less directional looking moves, um, more false moves, I guess you can say, on the more popular pairs because of this. Um, add to the fact that in these days, you got a whole bunch of algorithms trading as well. So you've got a, a lot of unnatural price movement on those pairs as well. And again, algos are, are going in and out of the market very quickly. So they're not necessarily trading on the Aussie New Zealand where you may have a nine pip spread. That's not gonna get the job done for them. They need to be on the, the, the big popular pairs, the Euro dollars, the pound dollars, the dollar yen, stuff like that. So typically with your main, your major, major pairs, you see a less smooth price action. I mean, you think about the euro dollar. I think we'd all agree the euro dollar is the most popular pair, right? Is that the first pair that comes to your mind? For many of you, it's the, whenever you start your testing, it's like, hey, starting the euro dollar because we're conditioned to do it. If you ever take a look at the euro dollar and how it moves, right? It's, it's, not, a, it's not a very sexy pair, right? Again, we had that period of time where it consolidated for two straight years. It, it doesn't really move nicely at all. If you're a trend trader, you're probably not in love with the euro dollar at all. Right. However, if you go to some of the, you know, again, euro Aussie is a good example. Pound Aussie, maybe not exotic pairs, but some of the minor pairs, you'll tend to see a smoother natural movement because there's not that disruption. There's not the disruption of hey, I need to try to pretend to do this so we can do that. There's not the natural disruption of algorithms or, or even necessarily massive rushes because of, of news and, and not even news that affects the currency, but maybe a, a sister currency where you know, you're dumping something in here because of that. You get kind of a smoother movement and, and that could be positive, especially if you're a directional trader. So I've always heard that you know, and, and that it's, it's, I guess if you want to be mainly a trend trader, you're, you're probably going to have better luck on your minor pairs versus your major pairs. Be honest with you. So that answers the, the any, any questions about that part? That's, that's the, the, the latter question. We'll get to the, the main one um, after we're done. But does that make sense, guys?
guys, Kill here once again. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you want more, specifically more technical analysis, make sure you check out my weekly video. It is available on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com slash Stokes. Make sure you subscribe and make sure that notification bell is hit. That way you don't miss it. But the video comes out once every week. It provides an awesome trading lesson as well as a look around the markets of what's on my radar for the week to come. So make sure you check it out. Again, that's youtube.com slash Stokes. Subscribe and make sure that bell is hit.